welcome to Worship Story with Zach Barker. I am he. Uh, that already sounds strange saying that, but I'm going to go with it because my wife told me to stop saying the scripted opening because uh, I sounded like a robot repeating the same thing every episode, which I agree with. Uh, and so this is what you're going to get now. Anyways, today's episode is another song devotional. I'm really excited about this song. Um, But before we get into it, I just wanted to say that I hope everyone is staying well and healthy. Thanksgiving week can be easy to miss out on being a people of gratitude. And especially with all the COVID and political craziness happening. So make sure you take time to count all the ways that you've seen God's blessing this year. And I know that is a crazy statement in 2020. But hopefully today's episode will help a little bit with that. So let's dive in today to Elevation Worships, There is a Cloud. This song was written by Chris Brown, Mac Brock, and Stephen Furtick in 2017 for Elevation Worship's album of the same name, There Is A Cloud. Uh, if you haven't heard this album, uh, honestly, I, the whole thing is great. The first five songs in a row are just fantastic. It's a great way to to get in a, a worship mindset. Uh, so I encourage you to listen to that album if you haven't already. Um, I wanted to explore this song because this is a song about faith in times of doubt. It was written as a, a call to worship amidst seasons of enduring confusion, which if we're honest, 2020 is exactly that. It's a year full of confusion and doubt especially as we head into the Advent season of remembering the coming of King Jesus to this earth, this song felt extremely timely to me to remind ourselves that God is above any and all earthly circumstances. The imagery of this song has always stuck with me, and I find myself coming back to it often from my own personal worship perspective. Some days when it feels like I'm out of control, or I can't understand what is going on around me, or if I'm being really transparent, when I'm feeling far from God, when I can't hear his voice. Unlike other songs I've been doing as devotionals, this isn't one that probably gets a ton of plays on Sunday mornings. In fact, I've never heard it at a church. I've never led it congregationally, but I think it might speak to us today. So... Let's just jump right in. Let's get to the lyrics. It starts verse 1. Hear the word roaring as thunder with a new future to tell. For the dry season is over. There is a cloud beginning to swell. This is not the cloud story podcast, but I wanted to talk about clouds for a second. The Bible is full of cloud references and 
clouds play a part of some of the most iconic stories in scripture. I've never really put all that together before preparing for this. And that was kind of exciting to me. I don't know if clouds excite you, but I'm excited by clouds. I don't, I'm not sure why, <laughs> but this song was written, especially this verse out of first Kings 18, when God's people are in a three year season of drought waiting for rain. And the prophet Elijah sent a servant six times to this cliff looking over the ocean to look for a sign of rain, which means a cloud. And each time coming back, finding nothing. But then on the seventh time, a servant came back saying, there was a cloud the size of a man's hand rising up. And these clouds represent God's provision. Can you imagine how loud the servant proclaimed that there was a cloud forming? How fast he ran back to, to Elijah to report what he saw. Finally, after three years of nothing, this cloud wasn't just some meteorological event. It was a sign from the provider that something new was about to happen. The dry season is over. What a great way to start this song of worship from the perspective of the servant, seeing that after a long dry season, provision was coming. God was moving. So verse two, to the skies heavy with blessing, lift your eyes, offer your heart. Jesus Christ opened the heavens and now we receive the spirit of God. These, these words remind me of Luke three, as John the Baptist is baptizing Jesus. And we see that immediately following his baptism, as Jesus was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended onto Jesus. And these words are saying, if we offer our hearts to God, then he tells us that we receive his spirit, his Holy Spirit. The skies here are the image of God's presence, which means God's love for us is available at all times. And should our hearts simply acknowledge it, we can also receive God's spirit in our lives. So we get to the chorus that just declares the simple phrase, we receive your reign. As a worship pastor, I love lyrical worship concepts that are contrarian to my brain's default operation. I think it's easier for me to sing words that I completely agree with all the time. But I'm drawn further into a place of, of deeper worship when my emotions and feelings that are based on what I can control are being called out. And to be honest, I'm not always in a place of being ready and willing to receive God's reign for me. And, and what is God's reign? I think it can be a lot of things, but this line is basically saying, I'm ready. God, whatever it is you want me to receive, whatever promise that you've given me that you want to bring to fruition, whatever thing you need to grow in me or cut out of me, I'm ready. So what is rain used for? It's used to clean. It washes the earth. It's used to nourish and it's used to kill. 
I know that seems drastic, but the flood served a specific purpose to rid the earth of all things in creation that had turned ungodly. And we need all of these things in our own lives, cleansing, nourishment, and a cutting out of areas that lead us away from God. And like I said, that can be tough to fully embrace if we are really honest with ourselves. But we need it. And God knows it. And what's beautiful is that his reign is perfect for us. And it is exactly what we need and when we need it. So send that rain. We receive your rain. I love that image of, I I just picture myself just kind of standing in the desert, just arms open. God, I, I need your rain. Send what you have for me. Send your plans for me. Send your, your perfect timing for me. Send your provision. So verse three, every seed buried in sorrow, you will call forth in its time. You are Lord, the Lord of the harvest, calling our hope now to arise. These words are about when God gives you a word or a promise or a vision of something to come, but doesn't give us the timing of it. And our humanness starts to kick in when we don't see things immediately, right? And if we're honest, a lot of times we are we take this this truth that God has given us and it's in a time of deep hurt and pain and that we're calling out and saying, God, will you change this? Will you grow this? Will you create this thing? And we're just seemingly left waiting. But God is faithful. And the seeds of hope that we plant, we can know that he will bring them to life and to grow them, but in his timing. He's going to make good of it because Jesus tells us that he's the Lord of the harvest. That's who he is and what he does. And so we have hope in that. The bridge words, like a flood, like a flood, we receive your love when you come. These words are so powerful of the concept we sang in the chorus about being ready for God's reign. We want all of it. So flood us with your love. Flood is a word of overcoming. It's, it's too much. It's more than we can handle. It's something that overtakes and changes us. For the earth, flood is, is a bad thing, a destructive thing. But for our hearts, it's a transformative thing. God, we, we want to receive your reign. Send it all. Send more than we can expect. Send everything you have for us. We long for more of you. We need more of you. And then verse 4. Probably, probably my favorite, favorite part of this song. Music drops down. Just these simple words. And with great anticipation, we await the promise to come. Everything that you have spoken will come to pass. So let it be done. This is ultimately a song about trust in God's timing. We acknowledge that God, you you are God and we are not. That your plans are perfect. And our job 
is merely to wait in joyful anticipation, to be a people of expectant worship, not knowing the outcome, but knowing that the one who we are giving worth to, the one who we are looking at, he is in control, knowing that God is moving on his own terms and that all of the promises that he's spoken will come to pass. So let it be done. Amen and amen. My wife and I were talking yesterday about the pillar of clouds in Exodus 13 that guided the Israelites by day. And then in chapter 14, the cloud being joined by the angel of the Lord blocked the Egyptian army from the Israelites. And these clouds were God's protection. In, in 1 Kings 18 that this song was written from, there's a small cloud after years of drought and famine. And these clouds represent God's provision. Then in, in Luke 3, Jesus' baptism, right? The Holy Spirit descended into earth. And in Revelation 1, 7, Jesus comes back to us to bring his kingdom fully here from heaven to earth. He's coming on the clouds. And these clouds represent God's presence. So we see that clouds represent God's protection, his provision, and his presence. Desert seasons are real. As followers of Christ, we are not promised that we get to avoid them. In fact, it's quite the opposite. We will experience seasons of fear, of drought, and of loneliness. But the covenant promise that God sent to Noah in the clouds is the same covenant promise he has given to all of us that call Jesus Christ Lord. He says, my spirit is with you, and with it you lack nothing. So today, I pray that God would reveal himself to you in a new way, that instead of seeing a circumstance of doubt, your eyes would see his sky that is full of blessing, that instead of stopping at times six, five, four, three, two, or even one of looking for a sign of rain and not getting an answer, that you would know that his timing is perfect and that seventh time is coming and that through it all, we have his protection, his provision, and most importantly, his presence. Season is over, there is a cloud.
Let 